0: It's Wednesday, July 22nd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Mark Reith, and joining me in studio today from Rule Breakers, Simon Erickson, and from Million Dollar Portfolio, Jason Moser. Gentlemen, happy hump day. Howdy. Happy Wednesday, Mark. Happy to see you guys. Earnings season rolls on, and some big names announced numbers late yesterday, including GoPro and Chipotle. But we begin with the biggest... Apple. Late Tuesday, Apple announced fiscal third quarter earnings. Jason, to the untrained eye, things actually looked pretty good, and yet shares took a turn for the worse <laughs> yesterday. What happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was not a bad quarter by by any means. I mean, I think it's just you know, Apple has created sort of this just you know just not unrealistic expectations, just very high. Expectations. Very high. The, bar, the bar is very high with them. And so you know, they sold forty seven and a half million iPhones. Expectations were for closer to 49 million. Mm. So I think there's there's a little bit of a shortfall there. What a there. terrible
0: quarter. I know.
1: It's just a <laughs> lugubrious performance, Mark. Uh, but, you know, average selling price was $660 per phone. Mm. Uh, you know, that means that phones accounted for about 65% of the company's overall sales for the quarter. Uh, you know, bottom line, this is still very much a phone company. Uh, I know there was a lot of interest out there in the Apple Watch. We got really not a whole heck of a lot of clarity on on how that's performing. I mean, you could extrapolate the numbers from the you know the other devices segment, and you could come up with a range of anywhere from you know two to three million watches sold, possibly more. I think either way, uh, probably you know that that more or less sort of met my expectations of "Eh, it'll do okay, I guess. But you know, I I think that uh, for People thinking this is going to be the next big driver of sales for Apple. I, 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 am more skeptical of that. I, I, still don't see really the point of the watch right. at, at this stage in the game. But that doesn't mean they can't iterate and make it better. But, but as it stands, it's it's still very much a phone story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Simon, uh, sales of I think it was the iPhone doubled in China, uh, which is just. Boggling to the mind, simply because China is such a huge market and it's only growing bigger for Apple. It is kind of amazing. the uh, The
2: iPhone sales were were up eighty seven percent units Jeez. shipments, and you know revenue growth was one hundred and twelve percent in Greater China. So China's now about 18, or i I'm sorry, thirteen billion dollars. It's about twenty five percent of the company's top line. Hmm. Still growing. We're going to see that get a lot higher in the coming years. The question I have is, is similar to the one that I think that Jason was alluding to is you've got such a dependence with you know 65% of revenue coming from the iPhone, and you're cherry-picking the customers that can afford the higher average selling prices. But I've got to wonder, when does that go
0: into the mass market, right. and does Apple
2: have a lower price product that they compromise the margins for?
0: That's what we've been asking ourselves for a long time. Uh, maybe they can, they can use that $200 billion in cash that they have to stir something up on the lower end of the market. It that is fa- insane. That's enough. insane! $203 hundred, billion. Yeah, $180 but,
1: billion of that, $181 billion is actually overseas. <laughs> just have to wonder, like, I mean, what, what do you do with that? At some point, I mean, I know they keep on revamping their their you know return to shareholders programs, right. whether it's buying back shares or juicing the dividend. I still think they re- they really need to juice their dividend because to me, it, you know, this is more or less an income play at this point. I mean, I think if you, if you look at what it would take to make this stock double from today's numbers, I mean, that would just be a phenomenal performance. That would make it, uh, you know, a billion and a half, uh, or yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, one hundred and. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, One point five trillion dollars, yeah, yeah I mean, it would be insane. The number is literally, <laughs> and, and, and it is mind-bending <laughs> to even think about that. I mean, I don't think we're looking for that anytime soon either. Uh, and I think that's you know that's the big question: what's the next rabbit they pull out of the hat? Because right. you know we'll probably see some good phone sales for for this you know upcoming revamp, and probably see some decent watch sales, I guess, for the for the holiday season. But none of their products. Save the iPhone, have that kind of refreshing refreshment cycle that that the iPhone has, Mm. and so they really need to figure out uh, new ways to monetize beyond that. I'm not too worried. You're not
0: personally. Well, I think
2: that's something interesting too. You know, we we
1: talk a lot about the hardware side of this.
2: Apple spent a lot of time trying to develop the services side of the business Mm -hmm. too. Services came in about $5 billion for the quarter, which is about 10% of revenue, still a smaller part compared to the, the larger hardware piece. Mm. But they did say app or apps 28 times in the conference call. <laughs> um, so they're definitely focusing on you know some new initiatives. Apple Pay is now accepted. They're wanting to get to 1.5 million locations by the end of the year. Apple Music now is a streaming mm. service in over 100 countries and they're starting to develop i think some neat new applications one of which that's worth watching is healthcare mm. uh, the new apple watch can actually take you know some some data healthcare related data that can be monitored by by healthcare professionals or hospitals so it will be interesting to see if this ecosystem we always talk about at apple Morphs from being a consumer ecosystem to an enterprise ecosystem. That's where I got my eyes. Because
0: that was that's always been the conversation with Apple: is it a hardware company or is it a software company? So you think the future of Apple is as a software company?
2: I think that's what they they need to focus on. Otherwise, we're just going to be talking about what percentage of revenue is still coming from the iPhone. You know, and once you right. tap out your highest uh, selling prices, you've got to develop
1: the software piece of that to keep the margins up. Have either one of you guys tried the uh, Apple Music product yet? I have, yet to. You have oh, yet to. maybe that's indicative of how things are going. Well, I was I have an iPhone. and I haven't tried it yet either. I don't know that Spotify really kind of I like it a lot. Oh, they and just they, they got into that niche real yeah. quick and very well. Apple Music it just seemed every all of the demos I saw it just seems to be really
0: noisy, like mm. just kind of confusing almost. But you know, eh, Apple iterates. We'll see. We'll see. All right, moving right along. Chipotle announced earnings yesterday as well. <laughs> Simon, they beat earnings expectations. Revenue revenue was up fourteen uh, percent. The one thing I did notice: same store sales came in a little lower this quarter. Uh, does that worry you at all? Chipotle expected
2: this. They've guided, you know, uh, for several quarters now that they were expecting same store sales to always kind of steady-state about be about four to six percent, and they came out at four point three percent for this last quarter. So it's right about what management's expectation was. I think the initial reaction, if you looked at the market last night, was very negative to the same store sales growth. We saw Chipotle shares actually took a dive after they released after the market close, but now they're up what seven or eight percent. I right. think as the market has digested that a little bit better. Um, that's one digested. of the things. Did you see what he did? there? <laughs> He's but good. Sh- that was oh, an man. unintentional. Of course, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, they're opening. They opened 48 new locations, which jives with their their goal this year of 200. So they're opening a lot of new stores. Two of the things that we're watching, of course, is, is Shop House and Pizzeria Locale, mm-hmm. the pizza restaurant concept and the Southeast Asian kitchen concept, so that you can penetrate the best markets with other types of food. I think that gets the the top line growing a lot better, That's good for Chipotle's share price in the long run too.
0: So Chipotle's the name of the game with Chipotle has always been growth. Uh, you think the growth is still on track to keep on keep on skyrocketing, as is Chipotle's you know game. Well, I think
2: the share price is appetizing today, Mark. Oh. That one was more intentional.
0: Okay, not
1: as good. Sorry. They said the carnitas are coming. They're going to have carnitas <laughs> rolled back rolled back into all of their stores by uh, early fourth oh, quarter. Which I know that's been you know a lot of people were have have been missing that and and uh, price increases that they're rolling through on the on the steak side, which. They've said it is, is not uh, deterred traffic at all, so that's got to be encouraging. Not deterring me.
2: And in terms of the, of the today's stock price, you know, Chipotle has always kind of been talked about as being an overvalued company, but mm. it's one that you can model. You know, you can pull some levers based on the revenue per location, the new store growth, the, the market multiple, and food costs. And I still think that there's a lot of upside when you when you look at their growth and the the performance that this company's had. Uh, I don't think that this is an overvalued company right now. It's actually one that's really on our
0: radar right now for uh, for MDP and, and Rule breakers. Way to wrap it up, Simon. I was going <laughs> to say, he's, <laughs> he's good. Oh, that's spicy. Are, uh, you guys are en fuego. Uh, have you guys tried the shop house concept, by the way? Oh yeah, I just I tried, tried it the times. other week. It was pretty good. I
1: really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think true. it's it's not something that translates quite as well uh, as maybe Chipotle would. Sure. I think the the menu. We was talking to Brendan uh, Matthews earlier. In Micah Robinson, we were talking about how kind of if you don't know the menu or how to deal with it, you'll go in there and kind of look at it. Okay, well, what goes with what? Mm -hmm. What should I actually make? Um, Because they're just it's you know it's a different cuisine. But they were saying that one of the stores that they had gone to recently actually had suggestions. Like okay, so. Yeah. this you want this kind of bowl or you want this kind of bowl with these tomics. So you instead of trying to figure out what you wanted piece by piece you, you could just say, oh well, that sounds good do that mm. and then they would just make it for you right in front of you. so maybe maybe that's something that uh, you know they should consider incorporating in all of their future stores but yeah i I,
2: I
0: liked it a lot I, thought I like it really do
2: And Jason we're gonna have to come up with new puns We're oh going to Shop House
0: next.
1: <laughs> we'll set a meeting after <laughs> okay, we get let's figure that on <laughs>
0: before that happens. Uh, GoPro also announced earnings yesterday. If we're talking GoPro, we're clearly talking to Jason Moser. Jason, this was a heck of a quarter for GoPro, beat on both earnings and revenue. Uh, where's this strength coming from?
1: Boy, oh boy! Well, a lot of it is coming from overseas, in mm. in uh, Asia and in parts of Europe. Um, you know, this this is right now a a device story. You know, we're talking about Apple and, and devices versus software, and GoPro as it stands. Is a device store. I mean, they sell those little cameras, and and they have done a great job of iterating and, and bringing new technology to the market. Uh, and you know what what GoPro has done so well is that they've not only continued to iterate with with new technology, but they also give all of this other stuff, the accessories that go with that technology, and then they take it that next step and really incorporate all of the software that you know their users need to make that technology work so well. And so we know that the known factor in in GoPro's story is that it's a device company. At some point in the market, you know, is going to say okay, well devices Saturate, right? Right. Commoditize and saturate, and prices come down. So, what's next? What do they do beyond that? And I think that what we're seeing now, or at least the beginning uh, efforts, uh, to monetize that content, and and that's really in line with their strategy, trying to become more of a media company. Hmm. Uh, so, we saw them open up this brand new premium license, licensing platform, which I think is a tremendous idea. I think that ought to ought to you know do very well. And then just relationships with uh, you know other other different uh, sports. Networks out there, Teams. I think it's the it's the is it the the camera supplier, the official camera of the the Tour de France, and, Ooh, and I'm NHL sure others. Yep. NHL, really? and so hmm. you know you think about all of those different relationships and, and endorsements they get, and those are those are very valuable. Not to mention the fact that you know one of the biggest questions I think we all kicked around for a while was how long is it before Apple or Google or even Microsoft you know tries to jump in on this game and right. take some share from uh, GoPro. And to this point, uh, you know that there hasn't really been any effect there at all. And so, I mean, the the longer that goes, the more time GoPro has to separate itself and become the the. You know go-to name in that space it's gonna take a lot to try to lure those those loyalists away to try something else and, and honestly at this point I don't think anyone could do that and so I think that GoPro has a very good situation here and and they're going to be able to monetize that content because it's so unique mm. um, but but I think you know it, there are still some questions as, as to how well they'd be able to do that I mean it's you know time will tell right but but I think uh, you know certainly at MDP we're very uh, you know I'd say very optimistic about its future
0: are you optimistic About GoPro's new drone coming out in 2016, (laughs) are you going to buy a GoPro quadcopter?
1: So I, I mean, I'd buy a quadcopter before I bought an Apple Watch. I can tell you that. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, the quadcopter, I could, man, I got to have fun with that thing all day long. Though I, I kind of feel like that's just you're you're begging for trouble. Oh yeah, you know, you're going to fly over someone's yard Mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, either shoot it down or come over and shoot you down. Hey.
2: I think we need a more extreme daily routine if we're going to be buying the quad. Uh, cap. I mean, maybe we do some base true. jumping, yeah, some windsurfing, some, wind surfing, biking, some outdoor trips if we're
0: going to have one of those around. Extreme yeah. stock picking. Extreme Ooh, stock picking. See it here
2: at the Motley
0: Fool. Oh, That's man. right. These are just great ideas. All right. Uh, before we wrap things up, let's talk about Zillow, which yesterday announced it's creating a new class of shares for investors. Uh, Simon, tell me a little bit about this.
2: Yeah. So this is very similar to what Google was doing. Uh, Zillow is, is just like Google did with the ANC shares, Google is also creating a different share. Uh, a Different type of shares, mm-hmm. so that management can control the company and, and maintain their ownership, but they can still use the other shares for other things. Right. One thing they talked about initially was for more acquisitions, uh, which is interesting to, to Jason and I, who were just talking about this, because they just did make a giant acquisition of Trulia. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it kind of gives uh, Zillow a little bit of freedom to uh, expand the business in different ways. I think it's the bottom line for this.
0: Are you happy if you're a Zillow investor to see something like this happens, uh, Jason? Are they you like these expansion plans?
1: So I, you know, I don't have a problem with it really. I I own a handful of Zillow shares, and it's a position I'd like to build out over time. And so when I I look at this, this is right in line with their strategy. We know that there's going to be an acquisition strategy Mm. of rolling more brands into sort of this portfolio uh, that they hold. And and so, you know, I I think it was was interesting in the release. You look at what uh, CEO Spencer Raskoff was saying. He said our board management and the shareholders who have chosen to invest in Zillow view the company in terms of decades, not quarters or years. And we're in the very Early days of a massive opportunity in front of us, hmm. and so that to me, assuming they're being honest with us there, and I have no reason to believe they aren't. I mean, Spencer seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Um, you know, I, I like that. I mean, we we obviously invest that way here at the Fool. I mean, we look at these businesses and think. I'm excited to be a holder of these shares in five, 10, 20 years. I mean, we look at Chipotle that way, and I, I think that Zillow is is at the uh, they're right in the face of a huge market opportunity. And um, you know, I, I think it's a well managed company. Still, founders uh, very involved with the company, and I think that'll remain. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't got no problem with it.
0: Okay, uh, since we've been talking earnings all day today, let's take a look ahead. Uh, Jason, what's one company you're keeping an eye on that will be reporting in the near future? What are you watching?
1: Well, hey, Under Armour tomorrow, right? Tomorrow morning before the market opens, this is one of my favorite businesses out there. I was thrilled we were able to get it back in a million dollar portfolio. Yeah, uh, you know, it's been one hell of a summer for them with Jordan Spieth on a tear, and they're signing uh, you know more athletes. It seems like all the time, a lot of good news keeps on flowing out. The market has really bid this stock up too. It's not what I would call a cheap stock by any stretch, but you know this is a market that's been on fire. So there aren't any cheap stocks out there right now. Um, they just they continue to bring in record quarter after quarter with this double-digit, uh, you know, top-line growth and and earnings growth. And I suspect we will see more of the same. What the stock does beyond that is really going to be based more on the expectations management sets in the call, and we'll find out more about that tomorrow morning.
0: Alright, definitely something to watch. What about you, Simon? What are you watching?
1: Uh, well, Mark, the first thing that I have my eye on is is actually today,
2: because we just had the release of Sharknado 3.
0: My God.
2: <laughs> was not actually released to theaters. It's only on TV on a channel no, I don't you even d- get. You didn't,
1: you didn't even, you, you, it's Sharknado 3. Oh,
0: hell no! That's, <laughs> That's what right. it's called. right. That is the tagline I, I for just, it.
2: Uh, they are loose in DC too oh, which you a, know we're here close by DC so it's closer to home
0: can you explain uh, for the listeners out there what is a shark nato uh, so a shark nato is a com- asked me the same question last <laughs> night
2: this is a very complex movie plot line here it's basically a, <laughs> sharks get get thrown up in a tornado that attacked the city my god and people have to save the city
1: from this shark nato <laughs> and it's like all of these i would you call them
0: b movie, c movie tropes? I would say maybe C, I guess, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm eager for
2: it to come to the theaters. I do not get the channel that it's being released on initially. Uh, at least. It's, so. com-
0: it's coming to DC. Fatten down your hatches. Oh, this is going to be intense. Word. This is terrible giving you guys a
2: heads up in advance for that one. Oh, wow. On a more serious note, perhaps, <laughs> uh, the company that I'm actually looking forward to, to seeing earnings from coming up here is Baidu. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a lot of carnage in the Chinese stock market lately. It seems like like every Chinese stock is, is has suffered in the last couple of weeks. Right. But I think that Baidu is a solid company. It's actually the best performing pick we have in Rule Breakers of all time. Um, I'm going to be watching to see if they can get the, the average revenue per advertising customer hmm. to increase. And they're also making some, some Big leaps, I think, to get the, the cost per click of mobile devices up, too. So, be really interesting to see how both of those initiatives are
0: going for this company. Sharknado, Baidu, Under Armour. <laughs> so many things on the horizon. Fantastic. <laughs> Jason Moser, Simon Erickson. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mark. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Mark Reith. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.